team and there's nothing to worry about. We come here and we're going to conquer and we're going to take some. Is that understood? Yes, sir. That's what we're going to do, sweetheart. We are going to go and get some. Thank you. All right, people, on the running line. Are you me? Yeah. Are you me? Yeah. Where are you? Get on the ready line, Marine! Get down the die! Get on the ready line! Yo! Pull it out! Pull it out, Get hot! Watch out, die! Come on, get out, get out, get out! Check it out. Hey, Ripley, don't worry. Me and my squad of ultimate badasses will protect you. <laughs> Check it out. Independently targeting particle beam failings. Wow. Fry half the city with this puppy. We got tactical smart missiles, base plasma pulse rifles, RPGs. We got sonic electronic ball breakers. We got nukes, we got knives, sharp sticks. Knock it off, Hudson. All right, gear up. Two minutes, people. Get hot. Somebody wake up, Hicks. All right, everybody, welcome to episode 12 of a Hive Mind of Xenomorphic Podcast. I'm here with my two usual misfits. Everyone say, what's up? What's going on? Hello, everybody. All right, and we're... Uh, we're talking aliens, the 35th anniversary. I figure we're going to do a little two-part action. This will be part one, and we're going to talk about the characters. So this is uh, this should be a good one. But first off, uh, how was everyone's Alien Day? Oh, yeah. Great, man. Always good to celebrate this franchise, making it another year in history. Yeah, it was fun. Once they finally got the... You know the watch party thing <laughs> working. Yep. And, yeah, it <laughs> was. Uh, everyone yeah, that joined us. Yeah, patience. Yeah, jeez. I would have known. They... I iTunes got some copyright stuff going on, but uh, well, now I know. <laughs> yeah, use iTunes. Yes. Well, uh, different routes. <laughs> right. Yeah. But uh, but no, yeah, it was but good. It was more, it was definitely. Um, Community driven this year. Um, big ups to a perfect organism. Really fantastic. Really awesome audio drama. Cool. Um, I still have to check it out. out if you guys haven't already. It's well produced. Great soundtrack by uh, by uh, Patrick Green. All around some um, voice acting by everybody. Uh, you know, I don't really heap praise unless it's uh, unless it's deserved. But really, yeah. good job from all of them. Um, uh, Studio Tani also released a bunch of good stuff. There's tons of good art on Twitter. Yeah, well, um, it's was... interesting to see if if next year uh, Disney and Marvel get more involved. But it was really, honestly, tons of fun this year. I was glad I took the day off. And it was fun interacting with everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, like I'd give a big shout out there. Yeah, like you said, Studio Utani, and I, I would definitely mention that because uh, they did uh, release they released uh, that fan edit. And uh, oh yes, thank really you. Yes, stuff. yes, yes, yes. So yes, a very yes. good fan edit. I strongly suggest people get out there and check it out because uh, he's a heck of an editor. That guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I only got about a halfway done before uh, 
work to cover for the rest of the week, but it was very good, very clean edit, uh, very smooth. You know, a lot of the um, deleted scenes were in there, even those were cut a bit, so it made more sense. So uh, I'm looking forward to catching the second half. And I'm actually on a fucking vacation. I probably will. <laughs> what was it? What was it? I think he released them a couple of years, like uh, a couple of years ago, under Chaos Editions. But yes. I think yes, he yes, changed yes. the changed the title with the re-release. Yeah, Ninth it, Circle, it? I believe. So yeah, yeah, go check that out, yeah. fans. Definitely, yeah. because I mean, I do fan edits myself, and I gotta say, this guy, he's he's a good one. He he knows yes, his stuff. Yes. This. Very good edit, very clean pair of edits with both of them. So, I mean, you want to see pre Prometheus and uh, Alien Covenant done in a way that's interesting, definitely go check it out. Yeah, yeah. I know the Covenant one is out. He hasn't released this one yet, but I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it, that's for sure. Yeah, well, it's like I've seen a few. And, I mean, it's good to see these fans just keeping things going like that, you know. There's people yeah. are pe- keeping interest in films that maybe didn't get the mass market appeal that a Marvel film had but still have interesting elements. I mean, I see lots of stuff on Facebook, people finding these films after the fact and, you know, after they get through the avalanche of bad reviews, some people drop on it and see that there is, you know, some people who do enjoy them, give them a chance. Mm -hmm. These editors Mm -hmm. do a good job of reinventing these movies in a way where you want to try it fresh again. So kudos to them, definitely. All right. So let's get to the, uh, the matter at hand. Good old aliens from 1986. This time, so today we're just gonna focus on the characters and characters only, which I think is arguably the biggest reason this movie is still the most popular. Um, Mm -hmm. I know that's to the dismay of a small but loud portion of fans these days, but one of the biggest reasons this is the movie that people come to to introduce their friends or even Marvel now is going to to get the comics um, going, which is also because their fifth anniversary is it's, it's familiar. It's something that's easy to, to digest for people and it's a world that people know the most and a lot of that is due to the characters. They're, um, I don't know where to start. They're the most, the ones that are quoted the most, the names that people know the most is arguably people know aliens more than alien or any other movie afterwards. This is the center of the popularity. Um, I mean, what do you guys think is the reason these characters are just so memorable? I, I got a perfect way to jump in on it. Uh, this is this movie came on the back hitch of Terminator. And Cameron mm. wrote an extremely tight script with a solid cast of characters in that film as well. And that same sensibility, I think, just like when, you know, when... You know, when Guiler and, and Hill approached him and said, you know, like, you you want to write this for us? And then they optioned him to direct it. They were so impressed with what was written because, like, it's it's just a hell of a story. It, it runs very solidly. You get extremely invested in these characters. Like, he was on fire with this script. And I mean, like, I could probably go into it, but we're not discussing the script. We're talking about the characters in the script. But this script had a solid cast written for it. And much like the movie that preceded it in his filmography, you know, Cameron was still on fire. He was way on fire with this, like good writing all around, excellent characters written for it. I mean, can't complain. Stay frosty. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's, that was what I was going to say too, is just Cameron's script was just a plus and his, 
especially at that time, he had a, he had a way of writing characters that really just felt alive. You know, they felt multidimensional, they felt real and you automatically connect with them or you would hate them like Burke uh, or you would, you know, you could, you could relate to them and they had good redemption arcs to their, to their stories. And it was just a, just a really incredibly written script just from start to finish. And it was, you know, it was just lights out. I, I, that's all I really can say is um, Cameron was at the top of his game, uh, especially early on back, you know, in, in that time. And even his later movies, you know, it, they maybe not to the same, same extent, but like even the abyss uh, Terminator two, and then, you know, true lies is more of like a fun James Bond type movie, but you still like, you, great you movie. Tell, it is a great movie. Yeah. <clears throat> Cast uh, has excellent synergy. It works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right. So uh, I was going to say aliens has a lot in common with the whole relatable, like you said, relatable. Mm-hmm. And I would say uh, McTiernan's Predator, similar. Mm-hmm. The soldiers, yeah. very charismatic group of soldiers. You start to like them, and then they start to die. And great right. setups in both situations. Mm-hmm. You, you like this gang yeah. of soldiers, and then suddenly <clears throat> they're getting thrown into the grinder. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think the writers of Predator definitely took a page or two from yeah. what Cameron did with Aliens. It's like, yeah, yeah. we need to create characters of- that are... Yeah, the audience can really <laughs> get into and then when they and... die they'll just cry their eyes out because they're right. so cool assholes <laughs> badass motherfuckers <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean the, the the banter alone between the marines has been copied more times than i could even <laughs> count it's yeah movies and so tv weird. and you name so it, rarely man. duplicated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like said, the, the the script is so well done. The characters, whether it's you know Frost only has a handful of lines, or it's Hicks who is um, completely who has a more full fledged arc as one of the main characters. Everyone mm-hmm. is just so written with care and you know heart behind it that you just you give a shit about him. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. this is even before we even get into uh, Ripley, of course. But uh, the Marines themselves are. Who's that? There's, just I don't know. Some... <laughs> oh, she's one of the, those characters didn't have many have much no, of an no, impact no. on she the. Was that, movie. She was that no. consultant that supposedly seen an alien once or something, right? <laughs> oh, well, right, right. Fucking do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just to quote some lines. <laughs> <laughs> Because they're so quotable, right? We're saying yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we manufacture those, by the way. Right. <laughs> yeah, see, only the movie just rolls off your... Mm-hmm. You know, it's ingrained. Oh, yeah. Ingrained. Like, I literally had a headache at school once, and I was quoting the quoting line from line out of my head. Like, just head down on the desk to my buddy who's sitting in the next row over, and he's just like, dude, this is voodoo. You're giving me scene transitions and stuff. <laughs> it's like, I've watched the tape a little too many times for <laughs> normal humans. <laughs> but, but, yeah. yeah it, 
Ha, but yes, together. Ha, double but yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to like, though. Yeah, like uh, like the way Hicks comes into the story, and he's uh, he he almost comes in, and he seems like he's aloof, like almost like uh, Val Kilmer is in Top Gun, where I'm too cool. Mm-hmm. But then, as you see more of the character, and he opens up and talks to people more, and has a deal with the situation that's going on, you find out this guy's actually probably more like a hero type who steps up and does the right thing he's just kind of a reluctant hero but you right. really start to really like him a lot i think mm-hmm. he's really an awesome character i you know i like Bahin. he's a great actor he did some really good stuff in the 80s there he's actually got a pretty good little collection of movies he did in the 80s and 90s that are mm-hmm. some decent action films actually but this was his best like i mean mm-hmm. some people really love him as kyle reese and terminator he's pretty good in that but I honestly thought Hamilton was the standout performer in that movie. This, this for him, like, it's like, I know it's Weaver's movie, but he does so good. He's almost a gold yeah. star. He's almost a gold mm-hmm. star, yeah. literally. Perfect. Like he's not, yeah, he's not in the first half, but when he comes in in the second half of the movie, really strong. Yeah. That's when mm-hmm. you're like, wow, this guy's like the co-star. And he and wasn't even the first choice. Yeah. And that's yeah. right. James Remar, man. Everybody's favorite Raiden from Mortal Kombat <laughs> Annihilation, man. Too much Coke for that guy. <laughs> we will not speak of Mortal Kombat Annihilation. <laughs> Except for to say that James Remar was in it. Oh, so it's right. good that he wasn't in this, right? Yeah. <laughs> He actually filmed a lot. Like they, they were several weeks in until yep. they kicked, until Cameron basically kicked him out. It's like the shot with the hive miniature yeah. in front of yeah. the camera or whatever. Yeah. That's actually Remar's back. Mm-hmm. And when, when, when they reverse the shot and he turns around, mm-hmm. they just cut to footage of Raheem. Right. Raheem yeah. Said like I guess Remar had some like coke sweat, like couldn't make yeah. it to set thing, and <laughs> Jim Cameron was just like bullshit got on the phone and said send me somebody else right and yeah his agency called him behind was on a plane the next day <laughs> yeah what a sub what a substitute Jeez. right Sixth man of the year oh <laughs> i love i love the story about him and paxton and they're riding with cameron on the plane together and they're all sitting in the same bank of seats and cameron's sitting there and he's watching this watching this camcorder he's chuckling to himself and got this big grin on his face and Bahin and Paxton they're like you know they were on pretty good terms with him so they're like well Jim what's going on man and he's like I'm watching the the dailies in my cam here and they're like you've got rushes of that in there and they're like yeah sure you guys can watch it too and they're watching it and it's like like they said it was largely it was quite a bit of editing had gone into it already so you know you were seeing a lot of outlines of what the movie was already and they said it was the size of a postage stamp and they just (laughs) Them, them themselves as the stars in the movie were just blown away at how good it was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cameron, you're a genius. <laughs> man, he, uh, he was on fire part of his career, man. Jesus. Whew. Yeah. Then he, then he did a movie about his boat sinking and suddenly lost his mojo. <laughs> yeah. Like, what, you can't make, you can't make shit blow up cool anymore. You should have never done yeah. that movie. Celine Dion loves you, but I don't know. And that was it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pocahontas, no, what a fizzle to follow up on, too. Look at the graphics. That's cool. But do you understand this is just Pocahontas with blue? Burn Gully in space. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the other shot, too. That's the double shot. Yeah. Fern Gully yeah. meets Pocahontas. But, That's perfect. 
But those movies made him enough money to last several centuries. So I think he's probably <laughs> now he can make, doesn't now care. He can make 27 sequels to it that nobody wants to He can to do want. whatever he wants. Yeah. <laughs> no care in the world. He has put yeah. he has put a lot of work into advancing technology because of those yeah. experiences yeah. of that movie. Though. Thank God. That's, That's true. true. Yeah. He's always been kind of cutting edge with tech and, and you yes. know, advancing technology. I mean... But you gotta I, focus I'm on tr- the actors too, which is right. what we're talking about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, just even aliens. I, well, aliens. I can't think of anything that stands out tech-wise, but it just looks. It still looks great today. Maybe yeah, that. It holds maybe up. that. Maybe that alone was what he's going for. Um, there wasn't a lot. I mean, back then you couldn't really do CGI and anything. But you know, there's a lot of really good. Uh, matte scenes that kind of blended in really well mm. and um you know practical effects and stuff and he uh but yeah i mean overall besides that this was really about just really well written characters and yeah and some some that obviously we're going to talk about that really stood out but he kind of just is able to bring him to life and that's how you really get people drawn into him mm-hmm. to a movie is making <clears throat> relatable characters yeah, even the a pwn is was legit. Mm-hmm. You know all the training they did. You know, I know a lot. Of it's not uncommon for movies to you know for actors to go through additional training. But the, the boot camp they went through, like mm-hmm. they, they seem like they were a, a unit. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, and, and, and yeah, it's true. Like uh, he's he's like he was a really good character too. Because like I mean, he's much like uh, Ermi is. Right. I mean. The actor like Al Matthews is just indispensable because he's like same as our our Lee Ermy there, where he's mm-hmm. this is a soldier, so he fits so well into the soldier uniform you're sticking in. Mm-hmm. The natural flow. I mean, and he does, he's got so many good lines, like just absolutely badass. <laughs> yeah. <You> know, was, <laughs> the man just has like a banter you want to listen to all day long. Yeah. Yeah, he was um they used him as a template for um i forget think the name the main sergeant or colonel in the halo series was pretty much a pwn oh yeah mm-hmm. you, you almost you almost have to think like bill paxton thought of al matthews when he did his character for uh what is it edge of tomorrow because oh doesn't, yeah doesn't, doesn't yeah, he yeah, have yeah. doesn't he have a a, yeah. a pwn aesthetic where he's this hard ass guy he pushes yeah. you but he, he likes you still but he pushes mm-hmm. you yeah yeah and so it's like yeah. it's like you're waiting for somebody to tell him to bring to tell Paxton to bring them slippers <laughs> in that scene. You know? It's so well done. Oh and yeah. I mean, even Tom Cruise, you know, like the way he gets up in his grill and stuff, it's like it's almost like a reverse of what Paxton yeah. was doing in Aliens. Where it's like, <laughs> what are you doing, soldier? You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, Hicks, Hudson. Um... Drake Vasquez, take your pick, fellas. Mm. <laughs> oh no, don't! Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm trying to think of the actor who plays Drake, Rolston, Mark, Mark Rolston. Yeah. yeah, I've seen yeah. him pop up in many movies, and he's yeah. often in a supporting cast role. But even yeah. there, in that situation, like as a supporting person, he's a solid person. Like he definitely shows up for his roles really well. I mm-hmm. mean. Goldstein's awesome too. She was in Terminator mm-hmm. too. I loved her as the mom. That was cool. Mm-hmm. And then you know you get you get her to play this double role too, where she gets to play the T one thousand as 
replacing his mom in that scene and mm -hmm. that's pretty fun i mean with the whole sword through the husband's head and i mean it's... i always forget yeah. i always forget she's in t2 yeah, yeah. She's also in Star Trek Generations as a bridge crew person. Really? It's like the curly hair would throw you right off because that's right. Know, yeah. As Vaz, she was wearing a wig or cut her hair back or something, mm -hmm. I think. And uh, so, like, when you see her with her normal hair and she's wearing this, this red, that scarlet Starfleet wraparound jacket or whatever, you're like, wait a minute, that voice, that voice, back it up. <laughs> that communications officer, who is that? Go look right. at the cast list. <laughs> Jeanette Goldstein. <laughs> That's yeah. nice guys. <laughs> <laughs> that six yeah. separation is a true thing, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> From I aliens mean, to Star Trek. Yeah. I mean, Vesk has absolute, especially in the mid 80s when, you know, um, female, like, just badasses weren't as there. And then you get, you get a few of them in this movie. You get, um, I mean, Ripley, of course, so will We'll go in, uh, give her her own thing. But Ripley, Vasquez, even Pharaoh, a female, uh, mm -hmm. you know, pilot, it's just it's awesome. I mean, yeah. they're all just freaking kick-ass women. And it yeah. definitely got Goldstein noticed because, like, her yeah. and Paxton, I think, was that vampire movie after this or before this? After and Hendrickson so was then, in that too. Near yeah, Dark, that's a yeah, good movie. Near yeah, they Dark went on to so do good. Near Dark after and so good and. uh honest admission never seen near dark <laughs> oh really i've yeah. just heard it's so good. much about it over the years it's mm -hmm. like it's really like good. that it's like that one with connery that's kind of like alien adjacent outland i heard yeah. about that for yeah. years too and it's that's like good. you know when you hear about a movie for years ahead of seeing it that you're gonna really enjoy it when you see it because mm -hmm. well, yeah well done well made so i just keep cherishing it like that bottle of wine you're gonna drink someday yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I watched it Outland, uh, I think sometime last year was pretty good. Near Dark, I watched it once. I have to watch it again. I barely remember it. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely want to visit it someday because, like, you know, the cast is, you know, Goldstein and Paxton and plus yeah. the ever legendary Lance Henriksen as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a good cast. I liked all three of them in this movie. I would love to see that mm -hmm. too, just to see mm -hmm. more of them doing their 80s thing. Can't go wrong. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of Lance, I mean, he was my Bishop was my favorite character in Aliens. I think. Nice. Yeah, he's pretty well done. Yeah, and things I didn't even notice like the first time around was little things like, you know, when so he does the knife thing, and then afterwards he's looking at his fingers, and here in the background, someone says, "I thought you never missed Bishop," and you know, there's little things like that Cameron puts in to make you kind of question this guy because you already you're already uh just like ripley a little wow. bit really sketch sketchy on in terms of androids like another robot you know, man right yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and so you see this guy so he makes a mistake there and so you're thinking okay he's a little bit off and then you know he's talking about that marina comes up to him and says that's a nice that's a nice pet bishop and he's just like magnificent oh, yeah. isn't it you know, yeah, and, yeah. Like, oh. and you're like, oh, he's starting to really kind of like looking at this like perfect organism thing, you know, like like Ash said, and you're just not quite sure if he can trust this guy or this machine. Um, but in the end, you know, he has his own uh, he turns or kind of a redemption arc, but he, it turns out to be a hero, you know, and he turns out to be, yeah. oh, you do trust him because 
maybe Cameron was thinking, well, you know, we've already seen one that's you, you couldn't trust that already yeah. turned evil against them. So why not kind of play with that a little bit throughout the movie, but then end up making this guy uh, a hero in the end. And Lance just killed the role. I mean, he was just awesome and very memorable. Um, it was just, just fantastic performance and really well-written and uh, yeah, I'll just always, I've always kind of been drawn to the androids in this series, you know, just, well, it's always very curious to me because, um, you know, we're kind of moving in real life, sort of moving to create lifelike, you know, synthetic humans that are more and more having this uh, almost a kind of autonomous uh, or just a AI that's, that's starting to more and more mimic human beings and mm -hmm. you know you kind of wonder what happens if these machines start sort of becoming self-aware start thinking for themselves and well, yeah that's what i liked know. uh like in covenant there when mm -hmm. walter and david are discussing the nature of like how humans created them and stuff mm -hmm. minus the lame shit flute dialogue stuff right kind of cramming <laughs> around it but yeah. if you could just isolate part of that and take it away from that it's it's very much in the same vein of philo philosophical sci-fi talk mm -hmm. that uh, you see Tyrell when he talks with Roy Batty mm -hmm. or in the Blade Runner uh, in that I think in that Blade Runner viral too when they're discussing the nature of replicants and how they will obey or whatever mm -hmm. get into that and it's artificial life it has really interesting questions about you know the levels of control or the safeguards in place we put because of that and stuff. And it's an interesting discussion. It's just too bad that like the prequels were like, they were trying to have that dialogue, but they were dogged with this really kind of dodgy way to tell the origin story that was kind of strapped on the back of that kind of story. And it was right. trying to do too much at once almost felt like it's like, it's not like that yeah. elements weren't interesting in those movies. <clears throat> It's just that altogether it kind of made a mess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Just kind of runs together too much. And then you're not getting, it's not giving you a solid enough plot aesthetic, but I mean, it is an interesting idea. Nonetheless, like you mm -hmm. said, very much an interesting thing. Just, right. It's just too bad. They couldn't have framed it in a better script. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, the exploration of like life like that, like, I mean, even the nature of Bishop and the way like mm -hmm. that, like Cameron plays the script, has the script play it so close to the chest until mm -hmm. right in the like final frames, like when you're getting into that, uh, the big final sequence, whenever she's getting saved from the platform, she comes up to the platform and like, I was talking with my brother the other day about it. And I'm like, what if he didn't come back? Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. like they leave it hanging, like in a way where you don't know that's going to happen originally. Mm -hmm. Like if you were sitting there in '86, you would have been like, "Oh man, again? Seriously? Right? Yeah. Fuck us again? Bye, girl. Goddamn Bye -bye. company. Goddamn company. <laughs> I got my samples. Adios. <laughs> That'd be awesome to do a darkness cut, just cut from like, "Goddamn you, Bishop." Mushroom oh yeah. Cloud. Yeah. And just cut it, where, cut it where the dropship's not even Directed in anymore. By James Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> alien aliens darkness edition you thought yeah. three was sad this one's even sad <laughs> and a little rod serling voiceover at the end yeah. you know <laughs> play that diving into the lead music with the explosion going up 
<laughs> what was that? I think uh, I'm trying to remember the name of that. Oh, the uh, some sort of Italian version of music. There, it was like her death song, right? Angus D or some shit. Oh, oh. yeah. But anyways, you know, it would be perfect for the scene if it was. Oh, that perfect. wasn't originally written by Golden Daggio. That was something Adagio. else. Yeah, he did. It was a borrowed piece, correct? Oh, okay. I didn't yeah, know that. I, I don't know if it was or if he... Maybe it was like Prometheus where he wrote it with somebody else. Oh, so okay. Him write it. Mm, I'm, not too, okay. I'm, not, I'm not sure on the specifics, but mm-hmm. like you say, I mean, yeah, like I think there might be... I think there's more to it than that. Because I see. I, it might be similar to like with, uh, with what they did with Prometheus where it's like you get an extra piece written like that. I mean, they mm-hmm. did it in Star Trek a lot too, where Alexander Courage's theme would be used. But that's true. Yeah, the, the actual like composer for the movie wasn't him. Mm-hmm. But I mean, right. sometimes they do that; they share stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the Marines are definitely cool, but the whole surrogacy thing is is like the the strongest pivot in the whole thing. Like, I mean, the unit banter is lovely, mm-hmm. but I yeah, I I mean. I mean, you know what? I guess, I guess maybe, maybe this movie really does do a good job because I it makes me kind of sappy at some parts near the end because it just mm-hmm. gets sad. It's like, it's just so you know, it's it's like heartbreaking how cute it is that this girl's actually managing to come back out of this shell she crawled inside. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I always thought it'd be an interesting thing for a short film would be just to show what happened to her in that colony. Because like, I mean, Newt's tale kind of touches on a bit of the trauma she suffers in that colony as it's coming apart. Mm-hmm. And I know people have even said with alien isolation that they would love to see a sequel game. And I always thought that'd be an interesting way to go. Like just to see that front and center run through the madness of those corridors coming apart. Right. You know, yeah. Watching hundreds of people running in circles while these things just form the hallways. Yeah. And you're in the middle of it trying to get through it. I mean, in a like isolation style engine where you're, Oh my God! Quick, get to that corridor before the aliens get here. You gotta <laughs> dive into a chute or something. Like, could yeah, be right. exciting because I mean, she must have had a hell of a time there. I mean, surviving mm-hmm. all them weeks before they arrived. Oh, jeez. Hide and yeah. seek champion. Yeah, watching Timmy, <laughs> watching Timmy get eaten. I think they kind of flash it briefly in the comic where he's like, "No, Newt," ah, and he gets dragged back out the vent line or something. Newt's oh wow, Yikes. yeah. That'd be scary seeing your parents and your brother get eaten while you jump into a vent and crawl away. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how good of a character Newt is. I mean, look at all the stuff you just talked about from one of the complimentary characters. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's right. I mean. Like the scene where they bust into her little lair and she's just catatonic. Mm-hmm. Like the whole catatonic thing that Carrie's carrying for probably the first, I don't know. 40 minutes of footage you see maybe 30 minutes 40 minutes of footage you see like with her involved like she's slowly coming out of it like she's right you apc with them and she's still just in a daze Mm -hmm. half out of it like half like i'm gonna cut and run on these losers as soon as i can because they're all gonna die yeah grown-ups can't live through these things nothing can she Mm -hmm. says directly (laughs) in confidence right yeah they're soldiers they're here to protect you and she's just dead faced. Right. It won't make any difference. Any difference. <laughs> That's right. All the C4 and freaking all the nerve gas and all the giant APC cannons ain't going to stop these things when they get right on top of you. 
Yeah. Once they get behind your technology wall, you're finished. Dude, yeah. And the way they strip the Marines of the ammunition, excellent writing. It puts these Marines in a bad spot and they all bitch up and down the boards about it. And <laughs> it's just such wonderful banter. Like, it's like, here, Frost, you got the bag. It's like they give Frost a bag of explosive ammunition. And then yeah. it's on fire later. Oh, the irony of the name. <laughs> <laughs> now, Rico, he's somebody I've never really seen a lot of outside of this movie. Honestly, I've, a lot of these cast members I have seen pop up in other places, but he's one I really never did see a lot of in other places. I don't know if you guys ever seen him in any other movies. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's been quite... I mean, if you go on his IMDb, he's been had quite a TV few... probably, right? yeah. Yeah, so I he's. Know Ralston's done a lot of TV as well. Yeah, like he does get movies too. Right. Yeah, I know Ralston was in Ru- the first Rush Hour. He was one of the yeah. F- FBI like guys. Him. Yeah, they he like in, to put him he as was like... in Shawshank. Oh yeah, right. They, they like mm-hmm. to put him as like a heavy bad mm-hmm. or a supporting bad of some kind. Usually, yeah. He plays a menacing uh... character well. Yeah, he does. Yeah, <laughs> surprise! Like I, I was like. Yeah, that is like that's Drake in Rush Hour, but it's like it, it you know, and I kept thinking because they the way Cameron, uh, when he and when Drake and Vasquez are doing pull ups, and there's the whole banter about have you ever been mistaken for a man, and then you know, they <laughs> they do the and Drake's like, Oh, Vasquez, you're just too bad, you know, and it makes it look look huge compared to Vasquez. And I thought he was like this big hulking guy but in reality he's just kind of like average built yeah. um so he yeah, kind of like he looks like he's gigantic yeah right Gold, yeah goldstein goldstein's just a smaller lady in the angle of the camera <laughs> right yeah makes you think a little even like ralston's up even higher maybe yeah because i so. think he shot it at a low angle to give you that that hand clasp with the shit the shape yeah heads or whatever yeah exactly so but yeah, he's a great, he's a good character actor. He just kind of blends into his roles yeah. really well. And yeah, I, uh, I've seen him in a, I think it was in a Law and Order episode. Very effective guest character, mm-hmm. really menacing. Like as a murderer, you believed him. Like you know, right? I'll kill mm-hmm. you and I'll kill your family too. It's like, Yay, yeah, you're good, <laughs> yeah. you're good. Yeah, William Hope was great as Gorman too. You oh know, yeah. He's, you automatically like despise this guy and like he just <laughs> excellent heel character right yeah <laughs> just nailed and him. you want to you want to punch him or you know just like vasquez well vasquez wanted to kill him and i mean it's like yeah he just basically froze in the heat of the moment yeah and ripley had to take over and he he gets a nice redemptive moment at the yes you know near the end um but william hope's been in a lot a lot since then he's been involved he in lo- several alien stuff yeah he loves too. the franchise mm-hmm. narration yeah. he was in alien isolation that's yeah. right yeah mm-hmm. he got into a bunch i think of he was in the eh? yeah he did a couple of those novels too where they did the audiobook versions mm-hmm. yes okay mm-hmm. yeah i thought i read something about that. yeah he played gorman again in one of those i think it was the uh it was Alien uh, River of Pain. I think he he came back okay. and played Gorman. So when the uh, Marines come in later on in the story, mm-hmm. yeah, he played himself. Okay, that's neat. I like yeah, that. I haven't really read River of Pain yet, but I want to because I like Newt's tale. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see more perspective on Hadley's hope and what happens there. Because I don't know, like some people they don't like special edition. They don't want to know what happened there. 
Mm -hmm. didn't care about it. As a kid, when I read about, oh, there's a longer version of this movie, I was freaked for it. I yeah. wanted to see this colony <laughs> falling apart. I thought it was going to be like what News Tale shows you in the panels, where it's like actually seeing colonists getting murdered by the aliens. I thought it was going to be that big in scale. Like, I didn't yeah. know because the laser discs details were sparse at the time. So I didn't really mm-hmm. know a lot about what was specifically laser on disc. it. <laughs> well, that's where the, I think it was the first time it was released was to laser disc. Yeah, you it was. You couldn't get it on tape back then. Nope. So. I remember reading people who had reviewed the laser disc, and I'm like, I wish I could afford one of these ridiculous mini <laughs> I know I got a buddy on Facebook. Uh, he's a film buff, and he's he's got one, and he's still got it with the originals. And I mean, oh, wow. the, they're yeah. pretty cool, actually. I mean, if there's you still got one that's in good shape and it runs good, they actually do put out some pretty good images, actually, mm-hmm. for what they are. Yeah. It's basically like it's like a it's like kind of like uh high-end dvd technology but like monstrous record size because the coding was just huge so right yeah monster Mm -hmm. like mini record almost the way it looked kind of like those i can't remember what it what size you call those mini records but like it's like one of those Mm -hmm. where you got this huge wallet like a like a half size record wallet kind of thing. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. you know, but it was cool because you it was the only way to see some of that footage back then. And so I mean, mm-hmm. you get to see stuff like you know Newt's family. Like, no, well, that's enough of playing in them vents, or I'll tan your hides. Like, you yeah, don't get those golden moments if you don't watch that. <laughs> I do like the way they show you the Jordans, and then just just the ignorance of what's coming their way. Like they're mm-hmm. just the way they go into the ship, even and yeah. then, you know they're. I don't know. They're supporting characters. They're pretty small parts, but they do a good job with it. Mm-hmm. Cause like, even like with Mr. Jordan, the way he's just kind of kind of got this gape face, like just jaw hanging down as he drives right. up in the tractor, his wife's just like, what is it? Yeah. Oh no. Like it's like, and he's just the same as like with Ripley where it's, it's almost echoes when she's later in the movie, when it's like, what is this? When they see the high yeah. and she's yeah. like, I don't know. Like, you know, mm-hmm. That's just the, the otherness of these aliens. Busy little come, creatures. Come strong yeah. home in your face in moments like that where, what is this? I don't know. It's completely alien. Yeah. I mean, it puts the name on the movie, right? You know, like, mm-hmm. it's the kind of thing that, you know, it's like great moments from great actors that just make you believe that this is so freaky that they can't mm-hmm. explain it to you anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, All exactly. Right, yeah, it's just wealth of strong characters. Even little bit parts in this movie do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we haven't even gotten into. We're Hudson dancing around the and... big lady and the big and the <laughs> and the mouth of the movie and like yeah, we haven't got there yet, eh? and we're still having fun. Yeah, I thought uh, probably the best piece of casting was Paul Reiser as Burke. Yes, oh, Burke. Yeah. yes, yes, yes. It I was mean... so it was so weird for me too because like I was uh, what was it? I was like a. I got into Mad About You later on in life. Mm-hmm. I watched that sitcom and it was just so bizarre. Yeah. It's like, this guy's yeah. such a slime in that movie. And here he's just the nicest guy, yeah. innocuous guy in the world. <laughs> it's like, this guy's a comedian? Like, yeah. <laughs> and he, was uh, such, he was so good as a smarmy, yeah. smarmy corporate type. Sleazeball. Yeah. He was just like, yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah. I love to hate. Hate Burke, man. Yeah. It just gets, um, well, when, I mean, uh, the script's great, but it's the line delivery Roger gives is what makes it balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he just absolutely ate up the role. It was, oh, yeah, 
even when he was talking to Ripley over the uh, over, I guess we would consider as a you know video calling. <laughs> oh right, yeah. Uh, uh, which we thought Zoom was the Zoom meeting, in. yeah, yeah, right. The, the, the what we're doing? Zoom... <laughs> when <you> yeah. Were... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna pull my card out now and hang up. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> close. Wow. But See, Cam- Cameron created Zoom 30 years yeah. ago, 35 years ago, man. In your face, tech innovators. <laughs> Gene Roddenberry, eat your heart out. <laughs> <laughs> Or even when he's, um, you know, talking to her and, you know, when they confront each other about um, uh, when she finds out, he's like, I thought you'd be smarter smarter than this. Right, right. Yeah. I'm (laughs) sorry. I'm too fast on the hop, boss. (laughs) And then um, when he, when they're shot from the face huggers and he's kind of sitting there. Right. Yeah. Looks at him. He's just like, yeah, he's just thinking dollar signs right there. Yeah. It's like, oh it's... man, I can make a killing off this. Yeah. Oh, you even get some physical acting parts, like when he leans into that one tube. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The face hugger. And then yeah. I love Behini leans into his ear. Looks yeah. like love at first. <laughs> yeah. Walks away. <laughs> Killer. Killer. <laughs> and they're both good there, like the reaction yeah. plus the yeah. little snide comment. Right. Yeah. Oh, he likes you, Burke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, other than Alien, I mean, this is coming from someone who likes, honestly, all of the movies, really, except for uh, all the standard Alien movies, except for Resurrection. There's no really other movies that are written with the characters as well as this. It's like all the... I mean, Alien 3 does have some great moments, too. Um, but the stuff in the prequels, all the great character stuff, other than really... David has all brought up the fans have improved upon them more than the movies have all the character moments. Well, you want to know fan analysis and breaking down, but in alien aliens, especially aliens, it's the, the characters. It's, oh yeah. You know, nah. it's well-written. And, and I think, and I think the act, the absolute capstone, perfect way of like, you know, what makes the movie rock so much is it has an, it has uh, the rare advantage over all the other ones. It's the best pace. Titus. Yeah. It has the best pacing. Even special edition with its longer mm-hmm. running time, it's still well paced. Mm-hmm. You're hanging in there. There's always something that's hooking you into the next sequence of the movie. Right. Where Alien and Alien 3 are wonderfully written movies, but the mm-hmm. pacing suffers. There are there's downtime in that movie where it's it's simply down to atmospherics in both of those movies. The dank prison and just panning through the dank prison, or mm-hmm. the dark ship and panning through the dark ship. I mean, I don't mind atmospherics, and it's they're great movies. I mean, mm-hmm. 2001 is all atmosphere itself is a like classic sci-fi movie. But yeah. when you get into that heavy atmospheric and you just go entirely with atmospherics, sometimes some some audiences are going to find it boring. They are. It's 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 a shot against that <clears throat> maybe to have a slower pace, slow burner thing. But not everybody's into slow burners. This movie's got kind of a wide appeal because of the tight mm-hmm. pace. And the continuous action uptake, yeah, because it or humor dialogue or whatever, yeah, it, yeah, I mean, that it like it starts off it's slow, other than uh, the flashback sequence with uh, or the nightmare from Ripley, um, yeah. with the chest presser. The first 45 minutes to an hour is nothing but but the character building where we get to learn the Marines and Ripley mm-hmm. and and Newt and um the the corporation people 
But see, yeah. it has, people. It has it's, but it's then littered with witty banter all the way, though, yeah. right? See, those other movies, just, those other movies are drier. They don't have that right. witty banter running in there. And it's not just, you know, empty witty banter like in Resurrection or anything Josh Whedon writes. It, <laughs> it all has, it has um, substance and meaning. And then when the core of the movie hits, it's, you know, not to use a cliche, but I guess, as, you know, it's probably when I first really started getting to reviews was that one of the things I always remember reading about aliens is once it gets going, it's a roller coaster ride. It goes, bam, high sequence. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's let's relax. Let's breathe. Let's step back, see what the movie's about. Bam, <laughs> medical base sequence. All right. Whew. Yeah. Bam, queen. It's, you know, it's, it's relentless. It's, yeah. It's relentless. And, and it's, for all my talk about atmosphere earlier, this movie has its own atmosphere. But it, it's mm-hmm. like you say, it's like this ride atmosphere. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. you're on and, it and you're on it. Because like people come in in certain sequences in the movie and, and like they they wreck like the immersion for me sometimes and I'll just be like because it's just this movie really sucks me in especially the longer cut like it's a long way to go forty miles mm-hmm. on off road I love that quote yeah and you wouldn't give a fucking shit about it if you didn't care about the characters yeah right you got to care like, about who's dying like we've been talking for what a half hour ish a little bit more and we still what are we halfway done with the interesting character we haven't we haven't spoke about ripley yet right yeah Yeah. i'm just gonna i'm just gonna toot my own horn for a minute um like the whole point in me fan it my my fan edits with those prequels was to install more character moments more Mm -hmm. character moments because there's just not enough you you want to like these characters more but you don't get enough of them and i mean Mm -hmm. there's a bit in virals and a bit in cut footage and it does spice it up more but characterization is everything and this movie has yeah. solid characterizations down to the yeah. smallest people in the roles yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah definitely i mean there's just with yeah with the prequels i mean it's it's hard to just the writing in general was so inconsistent that's yeah that's a nice way <laughs> yeah. of putting it <laughs> it's like it's, it's fair it's fair. um it's just hard to add add to it you know especially Lindelof's film writing is really not no up he's to a par. TV writer he's a TV lost writer style, for sure lost style plotting mysterious yeah. things happen yeah. because they have so right yeah, yeah. Oh. so but with Cameron I mean whether you watch this theatrical cut or the special edition you're getting these very well written fleshed out multi-dimensional characters yes even the yeah. ones that don't even get that much screen time it's like you 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 feel for these people you know they're heading in we know what they're heading into more than they do and we're like scared we're terrified for them because we know yeah. they're just kind of like you know they walk through uh, like they're when they're heading towards the atmospheric processor and they're kind of looking around like deer in the headlights like you know <laughs> these are like highly trained marines with you know and you just you know that they're they're heading towards something that's not going to go well and nobody touch nothing and yeah <laughs> and it's not like you know you're you, you were never really concerned about holloway and prometheus you know it's no like he when he faces when he ends up getting killed it's like oh, okay but like these guys and aliens like oh my gosh like no turn around don't go in there yeah. don't do it uh, you know well, with I those was- I was so like, sad for Dietrich when she's like, 
yeah, man, maybe they don't even show up on infrared at all. And she's oh, like, yeah. Right, probably one hanging in the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. medic girl, run for your life. <laughs> oh, man. Like Horner's <laughs> score during that. And then like the Apones. I forgot about Apones like scream. It's just like yeah. so yeah. like you just feel the chills of it. And then like yeah. Frost yeah. when he's he's on fire he's falling down and he's going yeah. you know going all the way down yeah. <laughs> and like everyone's just uh it's just it's so that whole scene i could just like spend a year just like yeah on that well, it's just think, amazing what is it um, who's the marine that flies into the pillar because like that's that's a that's blood that's like blood that's just like blood curdling when he runs up and he sees him and he's just his back was broken on impact and he's like what happened and he's just like where's bowski where's bowski Crawl. oh and then yeah just the madness mm-hmm. the chaos that ensues just yeah yeah. Everything falls yeah, apart. yeah everybody's talking on these radio booms and nobody's talking to each when other when drake mm-hmm. when drake gets it right yeah yeah i i just yeah. love like i love hudson in the background you can hear him in the background foley and it's just like let's go marines and then yeah. right. to him in his shotgun Boom, and it just yeah. has him and Hudson together. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> crazy, There's man. so many great character moments, and it's it's king. Mm-hmm. It's none of the other shit will matter as much to everybody. Yeah, it's that wide appeal. Yeah, yeah, attached to the the characters. Mm-hmm. It's Cameron wants you, you know. to feel like you were there with them. Yeah, you know, experiencing yeah. this. Yeah, and, and you know, for the an adventure for everyone. <laughs> If yeah. they were just we, paper, you know, weak one-dimensional characters, right? Like, okay, you know, yeah. it's it's if not. This was the same. an art house movie. It just wouldn't be the same thing at all. Yeah, <laughs> it just yeah. wouldn't be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, no, you have the the, you know, it felt like they've been, you know, together for mission on mission on mission. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know, yeah. You know, we all have those. Even obviously, you know, if not military, those. Uh, relationships or work relationships those you know that best friend or buddy who you've been to war with you know we all know the quiet leader mm-hmm. um, innocent one newt uh, you know the, the the techie people the, the um you know the ones who always are voicing what we're thinking hudson um, who is beyond a memorable role <laughs> right right quotes yeah on quotes on quotes on quotes on quotes. dude yeah uh, be the best voice of the audience in a movie ever yeah. yeah i mean no offense to the guy in scream but like yeah, yeah. come I on i love that we're like, both thinking i love that we're both thinking of the same character <laughs> of course we were he's one of the best he's one of the one of the runner-ups in that contest yeah. <laughs> and i, I hated the whole... way they greased randy in that in the sequel that was nasty that was stupid should have kept yeah. him alive man he was your guy for introducing things had to yeah, bring him back least... on tape in the next one poop <laughs> yeah i could do a whole podcast on the scream movie oh yeah i love it <laughs> especially the first one but uh we could talk about not... west craven for months <laughs> oh, i just been re-watching the Friday 13th movies but let's not let's not digress too much <laughs> yeah we digress into horror sports too much and the podcast is going in a whole other direction we got a slasher episode <laughs> check it out folks yeah. back to the alien stuff might yes. do another one might do another one <laughs> That'd be pretty i awesome. like it yeah I we like do what the it. fuck we want here man <laughs> <laughs>
We like people's heads getting caved in. Doesn't matter if it's a zombie or if it's an alien. <laughs> we might just get wild here, branch off. We might do a sports episode. We might do a wrestling episode. You know why not? What yeah. we're gonna do? We're we're a different kind of group of nerds over here. <laughs> just go with it, man. We just mm-hmm. go with it. <laughs> Baskin Robbins got flavors for everybody. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I mean, Hudson, I think we should give a little couple minutes to Justin. Uh... Oh, yeah. Well, especially with Paxton passing away. Yeah, it would yeah. be lovely to talk about it because, yeah, rest in peace, Bill. You were great in this movie. Great. Ah, holy shit. One of the most this, memorable. I think this is my favorite <laughs> Bill Paxton movie, to be honest with you. He's got some good roles, but this one might mm-hmm. take the cake. Sorry, weird science. <laughs> <laughs> He's oh, way funnier perfect. here because there's aliens. Oh. And Bill Pax to make me laugh. <laughs> man, oh man. Uh, yeah. Play the game over man line, which is etched in movie history. The way he delivers yeah. it. Um, I think he ad libbed a lot, or I think a lot of those characters ad libbed yeah. stuff. And then yeah. Alien 3, Alien 3, the game just immortalizes it because your game yeah. over screen, game over, man. And they <laughs> actually paid for his. Yep. He actually paid for his digitized voice for that. I loved that. <laughs> I died the first time in that game and I just shit my pants off. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's Hudson. Ah! He's not even in this game. <laughs> and you die a lot in the Alien 3 game. Yeah, that's a hard game. A lot. <laughs> a lot of back and forth and oof, those terminals can be hell to get to sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, I don't remember any of this happening in the movie though. And a queen yeah. on, the, on the prison colony? Interesting. Oh. There was one, but it was in her chest the whole time. <laughs> Not in a full-blown hive like they show in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah thanks to it. And as just... we're talking, sorry, my uh, one of my uh, brew crew buddies had never seen the Alien movies. And when I was uh, drinking with him earlier, I was telling him, you know, like I had to leave early to uh, record the podcast. He just sent me a picture. He's finally watching Alien Oh, I'm nice! Excited. He's getting so, some excellence in his life. Nice. Yes, Ex- yes. I've confronted another one, so hopefully he likes it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Google certified. That's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Sorry, sorry. Scandal. I just had to. I just had to throw that in there. I was quite excited anytime someone watches the movie yeah. for the first time when I after a recommendation. <laughs> oh yeah that was like a buddy i turned on to the cast he was just like i loved your guys' stuff i listened to all the episodes already i'm like you listened to all nine episodes at that point we had nine i think oh and wow he's like, yeah, yeah. and i listened to them all at work in like one sitting in the office i loved Jeez. it oh, i nice. want another one it's like well, <laughs> we're only human man we're not <laughs> I'm glad you like our unit banter, though. Yeah. and elbows. <laughs> yeah, well, Paxton definitely was great here, though. Like, I mean, game over, man. I mean, when he goes on a rant, when he's when the, when the dropship crashes, that's an amazing sequence. Mm-hmm. He snaps and he freaks out, and it's like very realistically nuanced. Like, there are yeah. soldiers like that in units where mm-hmm. guys who just can't handle the pressure, yeah. and they do fall apart under combat stress or something yeah and the way he plays it so good and like he comes apart and he has a breakdown later on in the movie there kind of and then like he's got this scene where he's just like he like loses his shit like he's just like 
we're not even going to last like 14 hours, man. <laughs> his, line, his line delivery is. Oh, flawless. yeah. <laughs> wakes oh right out. God. And him and Weaver have this amazing moment where she grabs him by the shoulders and she goes, listen, Hudson, get it together. <laughs> and his eyes, he's just got this perfect crazy eye face going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the bug. I got it. I'm on yeah. it, man. I'm on it. And he's just like, whoa, buddy. Gear yeah. Down. Yeah. When, once you gave him something to do, he kind of. Right. Yeah. Relax. He remembered his training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You are a tech officer and yeah. I get to work. Yeah. That's something that a lot of people tend to miss about him, eh? He's the tech officer. Mm-hmm. He's the guy who yeah. hacks the doors, puts the communication yep. system online. Of course, he's going to freak out. He's used to doing yeah. like, you know, working on radios and getting uplinks <laughs> going for people. Mm-hmm. Here he is with this like giant nine foot fucking acid spinning <laughs> monster in his face. Of course, he shit his pants. <laughs> that's funny it's it's in the movie a kajillion times i actually never quite thought of it that way son of a bitch well he's hacking the door he's hacking the door that Mm -hmm. was where i caught it when i was younger i was like he's Mm. hacking the door and they're always Mm -hmm. putting him on doing the tech stuff he's always tech lead he's yeah the one who gets all the monitors and all the stuff in that command center up and running again Mm, i think even he even helps interface those Sentry units. The sentry guns, goes, right? Yeah. He goes out there with her because he knows how to uplink and interface with them and stuff. And he can call back to Hicks in the command center and go, like, okay, are you getting a feed on the video now? Like, you don't see that. It's played off camera. But I mean, mm-hmm. the nature of his character definitely portrays that that's what he would have been doing there. He's like, right. oh, we're going to test fire it here. We'll try the sensor out. And then he's just happier yeah. than a clam huh? when they're sealing that door yeah. up. Here, put the robot gun in there. Yeah, he loves to say robots in danger, eh? Yeah, let Bishop go do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I may be synthetic, but I'm not stupid. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> he just, I love the way he just shades him. That's right back. At him yeah, man, too. Bishop should go. <laughs> you count me out. Crew expendable, man. Yeah. <laughs> Dick. Yeah. I think Cameron intentionally wrote him to kind of reflect the audience a little yeah. bit, like because he always reacts the way like we're kind of re- would react, you know, yeah. like people watching, you know, and just send the walking trash can. And... I'll feel safer if he goes. Right, he's <laughs> yeah. just a robot. <laughs> I like how so. David David's like a reverso of Bishop, so he's just totally shading them, like. You don't need to wear a spacesuit if we go in there, do you, man? He's like, but I do because I want to. Don't be such yeah. a dick. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like yeah. Holloway is a dick, though, so he deserves the guns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> flops, shove them up your ass. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, much better characters here. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, well, yeah, those God, guys are strong. We might need to do a whole part two just on Ripley. So, you know, yeah, these are all right? background characters. <laughs> right. Background characters. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. The whole squad is a is a main character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, exactly. it's impressive when you could have a platoon, really, of, I don't know, it's off the top of my head, half a dozen people, and everyone 35 years later still knows most of their names. Well, right? Like- Even the... Even Burke, uh, Gorman, even uh, whatchamacallit, the um, the Cameron of the extended edition, I can't talk today. Um, <laughs> you know, everyone's knows the names. 
It's incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you just you just yeah. mentioned Platoon too. It it like that movie, right? Stone's movie. You remember all those soldiers because they're good yeah. characters. You remember Elias. Yeah. You remember Barnes. You know <clears throat> you you know you remember Charlie Sheen's character. Like you remember what is it? I, think I haven't seen Dave, that movie in years. Keith David's character. Mm-hmm. Like years. he's got the he's got the staff with the bat with the barbed wire wrapped around it at the end. Yeah, mm-hmm. going home, man. <laughs> I need to watch that movie again. Honestly, oh, fantastic! Movie. Has platoon. Yeah, the, uh, all three oh, of those. Same year too. Look at that. That's there's right. Whole, yeah. There, yeah. There's a whole Look trilogy of those actually. Uh, Stone Vietnam movies. There's Heaven and Earth. Platoon. Oh, it's on Prime. On. Yeah, I think there's three that of them to my can... watch list. Because you guys are pieces of shit. I think you did Born on the Fourth of July and... too. Yeah. See, Born oh, on the Fourth of July. One. That was the last one. I couldn't think of it. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, oh, all, on all three of them. Womp, womp. All three of them reflect different experiences with the war. Combat yeah. experiences, mm-hmm. the experiences of some of the women who came back with the soldiers, mm-hmm. and then Born on the Fourth of July is the veterans in the states after the war themselves. Yeah, That's the reaction to the war, and I like the way Stone covered three different aspects of it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not from your guys's country, and I don't. I never understood the war too well, but mm-hmm. watching those three movies gave me a solid understanding yeah. of it because stone himself was a soldier in nam and he served right. there so he had a very very solid like lens of how he wanted to portray it and what he's seen his experiences mm-hmm. and how he wanted to put it on film and that you know like platoon was good because it was a great combat movie and like much like aliens a great combat movie you remember the characters because you know sure they're carrying guns around and they're shooting people and there's a lot of mm-hmm. violence going on but that's not the main. That's not the main focus here. It's right. A good character story. People mm-hmm. remember, like, who was right? Was Elias right or was Barnes right? You know, like, yeah. I liked I liked Jaw Walker recently. Like, he was a good analog of Barnes. I'm a good soldier, but does that make for a good hero? Good question right. there, right? <clears throat> but yeah, like it's and even here it's the same thing with Gorman, right? Like, he's kind of a pencil pusher. So mm-hmm. is he really the right guy to be in charge? He's like the the lieutenant in platoon is similar in that way. He's very checked out. He's not, he's not taking care of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Barnes is basically running the unit, much like a pone is running the unit in aliens, which is by, by the way, that's actually not even a full platoon. I think it's, it's, it's a half a platoon. It's only two squads. Actually. He's got a reduced compliment. Cause if you look in the uh, technical manual, it shows you unit force breakdowns for how Marines deploy themselves in platoons mm-hmm. and stuff. And it shows you that that they only have a half section. So like the company in collusion with some of the Marine generals they had on their payroll sent these guys in half strength. It was all Burke's plan all along (laughs) to keep these Marines in a position where they would be easy to manipulate. Because if you had the full platoon, it'd probably be harder. Not so many more bodies to deal with, like closer to 24 people than 12, right? So, Well, yeah, Cameron, I mean, basically wrote aliens to be in a Vietnam analogy, yeah, exactly. you know, or, I don't yeah. know if analogy is the right word, but it basically is supposed to be a mirror or uh, the Vietnam conflict. I mean, you're sending these troops heavily armed battle. into a very foreign land they know nothing about and ambush is a potential, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. a lot Going of in with the arrogance, and yeah, exactly. And the U.S. went into Vietnam thinking, oh, this will be basically thinking, oh, this won't be, it'll be no sweat. You know, we'll take care of this quick. And, you know, they just nope. went 
right they went with a lot of firepower and not enough uh not enough knowledge about where they're getting into and then sure enough just i don't we lost a lot i don't remember how many fifty thousand some soldiers died in vietnam and it was just a really bad situation that's kind of what these marines these uh you know marines were facing colonial marines they kind of get sent into the same situation you know battle i don't even think burke was totally new well he might i'm not sure how much burke knew because he kind of has his own agenda i know he's like a company stooge but he's also like i think the company kind of feels he's expendable as well like of course but you're right like the nature of the use use him to get the creature right exactly yeah Yeah. he expendable as well because Mm -hmm. yeah like the nature of the hive and stuff like they might have read you know they might might have read sealed black files or something that Mm -hmm. county had about it but that's just about one creature operating in a in a isolated environment right so what is its use social environment like they had no clue what they were walking into Mm -hmm. and the fact that you like like you say burke even was kind of i think he was temporizing later on and just trying mm-hmm. to make the best of the situation try and get out of there with specimens as quickly as he could because right i think the unit got overrun a lot quicker than he expected things to be <laughs> happening yeah yeah exactly even he even he stands shoulder to shoulder with ripley and says we have to get the marines out of there and mm-hmm. in the back of his mind he's probably thinking because if some of them aren't still alive i'm never going to make it out of here yeah right <laughs> yeah he what really just cares about himself yeah yeah, yeah. it's like when survive. ripley when ripley took over he was like he was like you had your turn gorman right yeah <laughs> thought it was going to be to his advantage turns out she's yeah. a better leader than gorman yep. or even mm-hmm. yep. or even the like senior marines that were in the situation yep. mm-hmm. I mean, even hicks defers to her he's so impressed with her authority yep. right yeah like when she just yeah. shoots him down like i'm sick of your crap hudson yeah. <laughs> i mean I mean, I think the other three are just loving it. The other two are just loving it. They're like, yes. Right. Yeah, exactly. Would that, oh, be, a, would that be a logical point to leave <laughs> off? Maybe? I think we've gone pretty long with this. <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> You're right. We might have to do a separate uh, a separate Ripley episode. And maybe we'll do a three parts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Trilogy. A, there you go. There you go. We could do you can, a. You can never cover this movie too much. No, <laughs> no. It's it's a 35th anniversary, so they're you still know. writing. They're still writing comics that say aliens on them to this day. Exactly. With the S. With the S. <laughs> yeah, the new game Fire Team is aliens. Fire Team. Yeah. Right? yeah. You know. Yeah. It's plural. Um, There's more than one of them. Now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could do a little. Um, uh, one of the, our little featured episodes would be like a half hour, 45 minute one or something about uh, Ripley. I think right. She deserves her own little talk point anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Weaver, sure. Weaver was nominated for the yeah. uh, Oscar. I mean, you could talk forever yeah. about how nuanced, deep, and like that's a layered performance in the middle of a movie that's about guns and acid, acid spitting monsters. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. For a sci fi action film, for actress to get a nomination for oscar yeah it's like she, she just about beat out kramer versus kramer that's yeah. telling you something man <laughs> that's a dramatic piece with exactly weight. and this yeah. is also a dramatic piece with weight go to hell haters yeah exactly <laughs> it just happens so to have combat uh, in it i think that's a good spot to leave it so now ryan has to go uh skedaddle so we could pick this up uh in a week or so depending upon everyone's uh, work schedule yeah but uh Thanks for listening yeah. to part one. 
of the alien celebration, I guess we could say. Um, you know, check us out on every single streaming platform known to man. Spotify, Podbean, we're hitting up 2,500 uh, streams on Podbean, so appreciate that. Uh, check out the Facebook page, the Facebook group, um, and of course, um, all our friends over at AVP Galaxy, Fudio um, Otani, who is under uh, new ownership right now. Thank mm-hmm. you, uh, Mother, for everything, by the way. Um, Perfect Thank Organism, you. check out the older Alien Day stuff if you haven't already, and um, go ahead and do your plugs, uh, Mike. All right. Yeah. Well, Worlds of Tomorrow, we always carry, you know, we always got the links for the latest, <clears throat> latest episodes up and, uh, you know, we cover a plethora of other sci-fi. I mean, come by and check us out if you're into, you know, anything we've kind of mentioned offhand in this usually gets discussed in that group. So come on over and check it out if you want to see, you know, something outside of Alien you're interested in, you know, we probably are willing to talk about it in that group, I'm sure. So, I mean, you know, till we see this next part, people stay frosty. Yeah. <laughs> And if you're on the Twitters uh, at Xenomorphing426, you could interact with me in real time for better or for worse. <laughs> it'll be it'll yeah. be for better. This guy's got yeah. zingers, man. Zingers <laughs> on zingers on zingers. Always a good time. <laughs> Always a laugh. <laughs> well, we better let Ryan go because he's got to go, yeah. I guess. All right. Yeah. Have a good night, everybody. Uh, yeah. Good night, everybody. Thanks. See you later. <laughs>